Welcome to the Leading Transformational Change Podcast. Our passion is to help you lead and build flourishing organizations, one at heart with high integrity and a healthy culture. We launch a new episode of this podcast every week. My name is Tobias Duroson, and I'm the co-founder of Heart Management. Over the last few years, I've had the privilege of helping advise a number of leadership teams as they have been navigating crisis often connected to the destructive actions of a beloved founder or senior leader that either willingly or unwillingly had to leave their position. The events were highly publicized in the media, and they left the organization in a severe crisis of lost internal trust and external credibility, while the new leadership had to deal with the ramifications. I have seen organizations go through an amazing transformation as a result of dealing with the crisis. But I've also seen leaders that have been unwilling to deal with the underlying aspects of the crisis, leading to a continued loss of trust. When the current COVID-19 crisis began to become the global crisis that we see today, I first couldn't really see how the experiences and the passion that we have for helping leaders navigate and deal with crisis had anything to do with the crisis that we're currently dealing with. But after some days, it became clear, I think, to all of us that this was not just a severe health crisis. This is a crisis and a devastating crisis for organizations. I think it's a moment in time that every person and business and government, nonprofit and church will be impacted by and remember for a long time to come. Over the last weeks, I've been speaking to leaders in organizations that are bleeding and that are just trying to survive and not having to lose all of their staff. And I've also talked to leaders in organizations that are right now needing to scale up and, and try to recruit as their business is blooming. In this and the coming episodes of Leading Transformational Change, I will give you as a leader thoughts on how you can navigate this crisis. I will not try to advise you on business strategy. I know that there are a lot of people who can do that a lot better than I can. But I will speak to how you can protect the heart to the inner life of your organization in this crisis how you can build unity and strengthen your organizational culture and gain greater trust in the midst of great pain, how you and your organization could come out of this crisis healthier than you went into it. Let's begin by zooming out. What does a crisis actually do? A crisis adds pressure and uncertainty. And in the case of the coronavirus pandemic, it has added a lot of both. And it also, in this case, has just a lot of speed where things happen so rapidly that it's hard for us to adjust to them. However, I'm sure that all of us have navigated crisis before, both in our society and in our organizations and maybe also in our personal lives. I have personally gone through crises there where I look back at them and, and, and in those times I didn't know at all how to navigate or, or even believe in a possibility of a bright future again. Some time ago I was meeting with a leadership team in an organization that was navigating a really, really tough crisis. Their founder was accused of destructive behavior and he had left his position. When things first had begun to be revealed, the earlier leadership had attacked the people that had brought the accusations and they had defended the founder sternly until the pressure became so intense and the evidence so overwhelming that they had to conclude that the accusations were valid. The result of this was a major crisis of trust and credibility. 
I told the leadership when I met them that I'm sure that they would now put policies in place that could help limit the risk of a leader making those same mistakes in the future. Just like countless organizations in this current crisis, I'm sure, will think of ways to increase their financial reserves to be better ready and prepared for the next crisis. However, I said, perhaps the most important thing is to make sure that you as a leadership and as an organization will never react and respond in the same way again. Because how we respond to a crisis reveals a lot about our hearts. I have found that our unwillingness to assess the state of our own hearts and the heart of our organization in a crisis often leads to a lot of unnecessary costs, lost trust, credibility and ultimately lost financial value. We see the examples in Uber's unwillingness to accept and deal with the destructive behavior and aspects of the culture that was shaped by the founder Travis Kalanick as numerous issues started to surface in 2017. Instead of accepting and assessing the, the issues in the culture and, and, and taking the issues on face value, they tried to cover them up with new PR strategies. Years after, they still hadn't regained their market share despite launching half a billion dollar marketing campaign to fix their tarnished reputation. Or we see the examples in a Scandinavian bank who refused to admit that their country offices had been involved in money laundering and it took a long time until they were willing to actually see that there were internal issues and as a result they lost lots of customers and a lot of credibility. To begin this really important process of assessing the heart, the inner life of your organization in this crisis, I would encourage you to reflect around three important questions. The first question deals with the effect of the crisis. The second question deals with the cause of the crisis. And the third question deals with our response to the crisis. Question one, where did we end up? What are our employees and our leaders experiencing in our current crisis that we have to find ways to address? Question number two, how did we end up here? It's of course easy for us to answer the coronavirus. And of course, that might be true to a great extent. But how has the state of our heart as leaders and the state of the inner life of our organizations and our culture, how we think and act and operate collectively, contributed to where we find ourselves, either positively or negatively? When I've worked with leaders in organizations that have been dealing with crises that were caused mainly by events or actions of their past founders, it would have been easy for them to just put all the blame on that past leadership. However, I have encouraged them to think about how have our culture as an organization and how have our leadership and how have our structure and our processes and the systems in our organization contributed to the place where we are right now, because it's never just about the actions of one person. And in the same way, if we can think in that way in this current crisis, that it's not just about the pandemic, but also about things in our organizations, then we can actually learn and we can grow as a result of this crisis. Question number three, what can we learn from our response? How has our leadership and our culture contributed to how we responded to this crisis? And I think it can be helpful to start by asking yourself that question personally. How did I respond to the crisis? What does that reveal about my heart? I can look back at a crisis that I went through many years ago as I was a part of a board of an organization. Things came up to the surface of really, really destructive events and 
destructive behavior from leadership in the past. And as it came up and it became really public in the media, I became really afraid and protective. Even though I, I felt something was really wrong in my stomach, I wasn't ready to see or admit the truth that was so evident. And by processing that afterwards, it's really led me to deal with important things in my own heart and to learn and to grow. In this current crisis, I've seen examples of leaders who, without having much information, started out with downplaying the crisis or even making fun of it, and then just a day or more had to go back and reverse their course entirely. I've seen other leaders who kept telling their members, maybe as a way to protect their business, to say that it's just business as usual, even though everyone just knew that it wasn't. I've seen other leaders who have been capitulating to fear and panic and have started to transmit that to their followers. However, I've also seen leaders address the crisis with honesty and humility, daring to be vulnerable with their own fears showing great empathy for the fears of others, while at the same time providing direction, vision, and hope for the future. A crisis offers us a gift, a gift of clarity, a gift of seeing the state of our hearts both personally and as organizations. It reveals whether we have the needed humility, transparency, safety, and trust in our culture to be open, honest, and vulnerable with each other. It reveals what is truly seen as valuable within our organization. It reveals the motives and beliefs that drive our actions and our behaviors. It reveals whether there are conflicts between espoused values and how we act and prioritize. And it reveals whether our espoused values are anything more than just paper products. A crisis also gives us an opportunity to gain insight into the strengths and weaknesses of our inner life and culture and to take strategic action to strengthen that culture and that inner life. It gives us the opportunity to challenge and change old assumptions and beliefs that may not help our organization flourish in the future, and to clarify the purpose and mission that make our work meaningful and to communicate that to our team. The best-selling leadership author and consultant Patrick Lencioni said something on a recent podcast that I think is really, really meaningful to remind ourselves of. That people are going to watch and remember what we do during this time as leaders for years to come. And I really believe that the actions that we take and the things that we communicate to our teams will speak louder in this time when people are worried about their own lives and jobs and families than they normally would. Since creating culture is something we do to handle uncertainty, the conversations and the events that take place in the inner life of our organization in these times will impact and shape our culture in a profound way. The pressure and the fear and the uncertainty of a crisis wants to blind and to paralyze us. However, we cannot let it. I know that most of you in this time have regular meetings with your team talking about how to adjust your strategy and your budgets and, and, and how you think about the future of your organization. I would encourage you to also take the time to regularly zoom out and talk about the state of your heart as a leadership team, to admit the fear and the anxiety that you might be experiencing so that you together can deal with it and not allow it to destroy your ability to make good decisions and that you also take the time to look at the state of the heart of your organization. I encourage you as you do that to think through a really simple four-step process. The first step is to see 
the state of your heart and the culture of your team and your organization. And it's really about the daring to see of not closing your eyes to the things that can become evident to you if you're just ready to see them. And the second step is to reflect together as a leadership team around what you see or in groups in your team. And the third step is to act with intentionality on what you have learned. And the fourth step is to evaluate how your teams perceive the actions that you take. As I said early on in this podcast, this crisis is not the first you experienced and it will most likely not be the last. It is your opportunity to build a healthier inner life and culture and I really encourage you to take it. In the coming two episodes, we will be talking about five practices that I know will help you lead in a way that will build trust, increase unity and strengthen your culture in the midst of crisis. I really believe that it will be valuable to you as you seek to lead and build an organization with a healthy heart. If you found this podcast helpful, it would mean a lot to me if you would subscribe, rate and review it on iTunes. And thank you so much for listening. Mm -hmm.